This is season three, episode three, and I'm your host, Trey Gotti. And Lady Lise. And this is hashtag Let's Argue. Mm-hmm. All right, ma'am. How are you doing? I'm doing good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have no complaints. Um, you know, still shooting in the gym. <laughs> uh, <laughs> getting it done, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. <laughs> Did you do anything MLK Day? Did you uh, do some public service? No, but this week starts um, community service again. So Saturday, I'll be starting back with um, volunteering for the first generation college students. But no, I didn't do anything in particular on Monday. Did you? I, you know, I had it in my mind to do it. I actually, um, plan to go to this elementary school they were doing like this garden planting thing and I was like yeah something in my spirit just said you know what like literally like two weeks leading up to Martin Luther King Day and I was like I think this year I'm going to you know do some kind of service project like maybe I'll volunteer or do something so actually a few there were a few things going on so like Urban League we were having um we were participating in the in the parade and I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to do that because then I got to drive downtown and deal with that mess. I'm not doing it. But I was thinking about it. So I was like, okay, I have that option. I have the elementary school option. I had a couple of things. And then I thought there's another option that I really want to do. And that was sleep. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to just let God lead me to whatever it is that I'm supposed to do. And I think for every event I was supposed to participate in, I had to be there by nine o'clock. I didn't wake up till 1030. Oh no. So I just, I woke up and was like, you know what? This is, this was the calling. This was what it was. He knew I needed rest and that's what I did. Amen to that. So then question. So do Mm -hmm. you have to submit something that says that you participated? Is it still counted as a. Oh, for Urban League? Yeah. Well, no, for, for work. So is there something you have to submit? Girl, we had oh. a day off. Well, excuse me. I'm oh, sorry. yeah, no, girl, that was it. That was it. Because, you know, everybody don't get off on, uh, yeah. Which is a travesty. I don't understand <laughs> where this is coming from, but I'm going to need these organizations to get it together. Because yeah. I'm telling you, the minute my job says uh, we're taking this holiday, they done took some holidays away. They they, they, done, they done did a little little scrapping now. Yeah. If this one, I'm, wait, I'm waiting because all the blacks going to get mad. Yeah, I've, gonna... never, I've never had martin luther king day off ever really yeah oh no that is a no 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 no. so i was no that's why i I asked i was like oh okay oh no because like you could do like you could switch out and say oh this is going to be my community service day and then you have to submit that you went like you know how oh what the little time sheet or whatever and submit that and that's that will count as a community service day and not as a pto no, but we no, we never get, um we get a number of I think we get four community service days. So you can use it for whatever you want to do for community service. Oh. Yeah. So I, if I want to go and participate in something, I got four days I can use. And it's not like you can 
switch in and say, oh, that's my vacation. Like it's literally four days where no one's going to sit there and bother you about where you at because you're supposed to be doing community service. So, um, yeah. And then the company does like certain days out the year too. So you can always apply it to that. I think it's four or maybe it's two. I don't know. And no, I mean, once you get to this level, like, you know, nobody, nobody clocks you. Nobody's doing those things. So if I want to yeah, I get that, I but like they, um, look, Girl, you know, with some co- every company is the same. I recognize that. I listen. I I understand. So yeah, I we don't have to do that. Um, I probably, girl, if I had to, they, they probably wasn't gonna get that list out of me anyway. So, um, yeah. So I just stayed in bed. I just I I was in bed and I was like, I'm gonna get up and be productive. And I was like, damn, I need to wash clothes. But you know what we do in the south? We don't wash clothes on a holiday. Cause you might wash somebody out your life, child. So I, I didn't hear that one. one before. Wow, girl, yeah, okay. this listen, Ugh. just so many rules. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay, so real quick, y'all. The only one that I heard about that with washing clothes is that you have to wash all of your dirty clothes before New Year's Eve because mm-hmm. that has something with it. I don't know. Like my grandma told me about that, and then also putting money underneath the table. So we do that every year too. So if you put money underneath the table. Like you'll never be broke that year. See, I I haven't heard. I think you told me about that one before, but I've never done it. I know they have money in your wallet going into the new year, so that's one. So oh, okay. yeah, have cash in your wallet. I'm um, going into the new year. You don't wash clothes on any holiday because you'll wash somebody out your life. And then what's another one? Um, um, let's see. You know the typical stuff like don't put your purse on the floor. Yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah. Well, what if you want to wash somebody away? Like, you know. <laughs> and then like this piece or this item of clothing has that person's name on it, and you just like, okay, let's just go ahead and wash that, <laughs> and then be done. You know what? <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. I I would say you know give it a try. See if, see if that does its special cleansing. I don't know. I just, and it was so funny because I told, um, normally I kind of, I don't tell, I don't tell Travis not to do it. I just kind of trick him into not doing it. Like you, people realize once you get into this married thing, it's really all about tricking your husband into doing what you need them to do. That's and true. so I use different tricks and tactics to get him to follow my lead. And so I just so happen to like make sure, oh yeah, your clothes, you know, something, something's out. We're out of detergent. You can't wash clothes on the holidays. Stores clothes, you're stuck. Like type of things like that. So in this case, I was the one that needed to wash and I was home like, fuck, I need to wash some damn clothes. I don't, can't wash nobody up my life though. I don't, I don't want that to happen. So I just had a bunch of just dirty clothes laying around, nothing to do. But Travis, for the most part, like now he's on board before he used to question it like why the hell we ain't washing clothes <laughs> well because it's christmas we ain't, we ain't washing clothes on christmas it's valentine's day he can't do that not today no Mm-mm. so yeah get uh-huh. used to it that's how that's how i was raised it, you know <sighs> it right. is, it is. yeah <laughs> all right so let's move into uh let's see what time is it press release press release all right so Former First Lady Michelle Obama took to her Instagram to share her workout playlist. Have you yes, seen it? I did. I saw it to Girl, She has some hits. So, y'all, she, um, uh, the 56-year-old former First Lady and dedicated health advocate shared her 35-song playlist with the post saying, it's about that time 
when New Year goals and resolutions get just a bit harder to stick to. To offer a little inspiration, I want to share my go-to 2020 hashtag workout playlist with all of you. These songs always seem to give me the extra boost to get through my toughest workouts. What's on your playlist? You know, and I read that whole thing in, in like in my head, it was in her voice. And it's just <laughs> so calming. So I this play this playlist is like it's legit. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yes. It has like a nice little buildup. And then she has a whole cool down portion. I yeah, was like, I was like, excuse me. Cause okay. I, I never even thought about that. Cause all I do is just go to Pandora. Uh, Miguel Station or something like that to get like you yeah, know some cool softer down. songs. Yeah, but I never thought about having a full on list. I said, yeah, okay. I I like this. Like this. Okay, so y'all, she has she actually starts it off with a God Like You by Kirk Franklin. I was like, look at you. She has <laughs> um, let me some honorable mentions. My Money, My Baby by Burna Boy. Mm-hmm. Tense by Anderson Pack. I love that song. I ain't gonna ain't gonna lie. I love it. Um. She got click on there, Kanye West, Jay Z, and Big Shine, mm-hmm. and she puts it's so funny. She puts clean, yeah. <laughs> the clean version. But the funny, <laughs> but the fact that she did that when you have um, songs like Ape Shit listed yeah. here, and then you said clean. She got Nipsey <laughs> Hustle, Hustle, um, Hustle and motiv- Motivate, Rule the World by Two Chains. She has feel feel good, feels good by Twenty Twenty Tony. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know. I never thought to work out to that song, but it makes sense. It really makes sense. You know, I would just get caught up in dancing. That's true. I mean, she has Tambourine by Eve on there. I was like, no way. I, I can't be on the treadmill <laughs> listening to that one. Like, she get Tambourine now, get your stuff. Like, it's just not, it's not happening. She got, um, let's see. What's some other one? Slide by Calvin Harris. Um... South of the Border by Ed Sheeran. I, I haven't heard that one, but I guess I need to hear it. Um, Turning Me Up by BJ the Chicago Kid. Uh, Press. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to, I, I would love to see her listen to the press. Me too. Press. Because I would have never thought that would have been on the, like nothing against the song, but I would never thought that she would have had that on there. That's a good workout song, though. I, will it, say. It, I mean, yes, it is. That, that is, I would not, I wouldn't have thought. I don't know. But then the cool down. The cool down 24-7. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is brilliant. <laughs> oh my gosh. She has um Show Me Love by now that one might just put me to sleep. That's a that's a real deep like cool down. That's at the end of the cool down. <laughs> but that's a that's a good one. Um she has Lay Me Down by Sam Smith and John Legend, Blessed by Daniel Caesar, uh, Godspeed, Frank Ocean. Like, this is just, she's just so amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, y'all, if, I mean, I'm sure y'all can find it on her um, Instagram, and that's her playlist. They need to just make an Apple playlist. I'm sure somebody did by now. I need to go on. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I need to, because that might that might be the move. I do wonder how long this workout is. Well, given the songs, it has to be at least two hours. You think so? I didn't count how many this is. With the cool down or without? Without. That's a long cool down, I will say. Well, it depends on what you're doing, child. Sometimes I, I got to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I need to cool it down. I don't do a, don't do a proper cool down. I'm the type that it's like once it's done, I just walk. I kind of stroll around a little bit, and then I just go to the car. Like, all right, <laughs> tired of looking at y'all. <laughs> just getting the car all racing and shit. Just like, all right, I, I probably need to like rest, but we're just gonna rest as we drive home. <laughs> all right, y'all. So let's see what's next, next, next. Uh, did you watch um a fall from grace? I didn't, but I. It is on my list of things to do. I was talking to my sister about it, and she said she saw a lot of people put mixed reviews. Did you see it? I did. Um, Mama Collins reached out to me, I think, on Friday or Saturday. She texted me and was like, make sure you watch it. So I, it was already on my list to watch because um, I figured, okay, when I saw the preview, I was like, this seems kind of decent. So and then on Netflix, if I ain't got to pay to go and see a Tyler Perry movie, that's kind of a win. Well, I would never pay. So, yeah. So, I, um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so on Saturday, uh, Saturday I stayed in and was like, well, actually, was it Saturday? I think that was Friday. Friday I stayed in and I was like, all right, I'll watch it. So, I made it a Netflix and chill night. And it was, you know... I even gave it mixed reviews because a part of me was like, this is a nice, it has a nice twist. It has a nice twist. Felicia Rashad did a amazing job. Oh my God, I love her. Like she was probably the best actress and then came Cicely and then everybody else. <laughs> and that to me probably says a lot because Cicely really had that many lines, but it was, it wasn't bad. It was just, it was a good twist. It had a good twist and it had the potential to be a really, really great thriller. Um, but for a movie that was what, less than two hours, it wasn't bad. But um, so an article came out, well, not really an article, but it was reported that the movie only took five days to make. Yeah. Which I guess is, you know, that's a big deal. Um, it was filmed in less than a week, while most movies take months to film film to perfection. Tyler Perry's cast was able to wrap it up within five days. And to be honest with you, I wasn't really surprised because I could have sworn the whole the the jail, the apartment, and the courthouse was all the same building. Isn't all of his sets on the same now? No, girl, his his light is huge. He has like a whole section that literally looks like off like they look like apartments like he has a bunch of apartments and buildings on his lot that's outside of the um the actual like studios on there they're the sound what is it called the um sound stages the sound stages that's separate from that so mm -hmm. he has more than one location that he could be filming in but i don't know maybe they were all booked and he just chose this one but it's like it's this is little things that I guess I might be overly critical on, but a part of me feels like I can be only because it's Tyler Perry. At this point, at this point, it's kind of like, all right, like y'all can't, little things shouldn't be caught. So like there's a part where the extras are clearly not drinking anything out their cups and they're not <laughs> eating the food. Like it's just... And then, it, like, it was funny. So the next, so this movie, this this is the type of stuff that Travis watches. Like, this is this is all him. This is all oh, him. To me, I'm like, thought. yeah, no, he girl is <clears throat> black cinema. That's his name. That is what he loves. So I knew he was going to enjoy this. So the next day, I was like, oh, you should watch this. So I watched it with him, and he he did. He enjoyed it. He thought it was good. Um, despite all the little things, the little 
the things that I complain about he, to him is just, it's so small that it's not a big deal. But the funniest part was um, the first, what, there's a scene. What do you want me to tell you? I don't want to spoil it. No, you ain't spoiling it for me. Maybe the listeners. Well, yeah, spo- spoiler alert, but it's going to be like a small portion. There's a scene where they go out, um, the two main characters, I just won't get that much detail, but the two main characters go out on a date and they go into a um, a diner. Now, if anybody has ever been to a diner, you know, you kind of know what you can and can't have there, right? Like, it's just quick food, something, you know, you just kind of sit around, nothing gourmet, right? That makes sense, right? That's, is that, does that sound about right? Mm. At a diner? <laughs> At like a 24-hour diner? No, it's usually greasy. Well, that's what I mean. Like, food. it's not gourmet food. Like, it's just yeah. like, so yeah, it's like greasy food, stuff like that. Yeah. So, after they get their food, or not even, did they even get their food? So, majority of the scene of them on this date at this diner is them drinking wine out of glasses. What? Like, with tall wine stems. Like, it's just the whole nine. And I'm looking at it. And the at first the thing diner? Travis said was like, who drinks wine at a diner? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just, it, it was, it was kind of strange. But then, you know, then you see the little mistakes in the background and stuff like that. So, I don't know if, you know, um, can I just say this real quick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't do clubs had posted a meme the other day mm-hmm. and they said, basically every Tyler Perry script, black woman says, I'm so successful, but miserable. I can't handle the stress alone. Where's my black man? <laughs> black man says, I don't have much, only a few dollars to my name, but I'm in love with you. <laughs> woman says, that's all I asked. That's all I ever wanted. Every movie. In a nutshell, that's it. I would say this one was a little different in the sense that the guy was supposed to be well off. So it wasn't like she went in with the intentions of being saved necessarily, but she had a backstory which caused her to kind of fall for this guy. It's actually, it, it's a pretty decent storyline in itself. It's just got kind of weird. As time went on, and it was like, mm, what is happening? And then, like, what's her name? Brisha? Is it Brisha? You know, no. the actress? She, she's a, I like her acting. Well, let me not tell these lies. She's cool. I don't know. This one was, it was just different. It was different. I do encourage everyone to go watch it, though. Like, it's, it's an interesting film. And actually, um, Someone that I've a uh, blog killer, blogzilla, who I followed for a long, 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 long time. He interviewed Tyler Perry and some of the cast, and he asked him about the guy's wig on the show on the movie. Yes, I'm glad somebody did. Yeah, he and he was real smooth with it too. I had to tell him I was like, you know, you deserve a hand clap on this one because he <laughs> asked it in a way to where it was respectful and it wasn't trying to like be shady or nothing but it was an honest question like you know what made what made you go for that look and Tyler Perry in his response it helped me make a little bit more sense in the way that he thinks and so I guess the the character is basically a scam artist right he's a scammer and so to scam people he has to change how he looks and put on this facade the wig that he was wearing was a part of that 
So I think we all looked at it as Tyler Perry really got this man trying to look different wearing his wig. But no, you got to look at it from the character trying to wear the wig in order to play this false story. Now, let me say, I don't know if I believe that whole theory only because Mm -hmm. the wig ain't ever come off. Exactly. And we all know how wigs work underneath. At some point, they got to breathe. And he didn't let it breathe. So I don't know if that was just Tyler Perry's excuse at the last minute or what, but <laughs> that's what it was. Well, I mean, it one thing I did take from his interview with Tyler Perry is that Mr. Tyler gets very um he gets a little agitated and defensive very quickly. It was but I'm so, people are always gonna have an opinion and being that you're in that type of a limelight mm-hmm. and a lot of people are gonna ask you why you did certain things. I don't understand why it's any reason to be agitated because you're always going to have someone that's going to ask why now i mean it's granted you cannot answer the question but to get an attitude is just beyond me because yeah. people are going to ask questions or not like something you're right i mean a part of me wonders if it's just because you know press days like that they're literally being excuse me interviewed like 20 times so mm-hmm. Maybe by then he was a little, you know, aggravated. But I was like, mm, sir, relax. <laughs> right. Not that deep. Not at all. All right. Let's see. Um, on Monday, a 70-second clip was released called All Screwed Up under the direction of Houston's Isaac Chill Yaman. Reportedly, the project is based on the life of DJ Screw and his screwed up click crew. Did you see the trailer? I did not. Is it good? It it looks pretty good to me. The trailer shows um, many obstacles that Screw had through had to go through to become the innovator of the chopping screwed era of the heart of its birthplace in Texas, which is still heard in music today. In addition to the trailer, it shows many dramatic points in his life and on his journey from crosstown rivals to police harassment to building a music empire around talented gangsters. The situations he pushed through created the sound that proved to live on beyond his life. Um, this would mark 20 years since Screw passed away from a codeine overdose um, in oh. the studio. He released mm-hmm. more than 200 mixtapes and was on, was the leader of the Screwed Up clique before his death in 2000. Now, I'm aware of DJ Screw. I don't know enough details about his upbringing. I know enough about him to kind of wonder why we needed a movie. <laughs> But I'm guessing, you know, that's the purpose of having a movie. So you can learn about the person. So there's no date. I didn't get a date on when this is going to be released. Um, I'm not even sure if the trailer was supposed to come out, but they just kind of put it out there yesterday. But Mm. yeah, think you see something like that? No, I'm all right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I like, I, you know, growing up in the South, well, Miami, we speed things up. So, yeah. you know, everything is sped up, whereas, you know, in Texas, everything is slowed down. So, I remember when right. I first heard things slow down, I was like, mm, Yeah, this... I remember. I remember. Yeah. I was like, we this... all experienced it at the same time. <laughs> right. at the university. Like, this is not... It was like, this why is... are they doing it? Yeah, like, like this is... sound right. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> I need mine to go, like, chipmunk style. Like, what are we doing? So, I mean, it's I don't know. This might be something just for the people who are truly fans of his, but I would watch it. I I will say the actor playing him does look like DJ Screw. So it might be one of those things where it seems a little bit more realistic, but 
Who knows? Don't know if it's coming into theaters or digital platforms. There, there was literally no information that I was able to find. But maybe I didn't look hard enough. But yeah, so y'all look out for that. Uh, let's see. Nene Leakes' friend, Wendy Williams, um, shared on her show this morning that Nene texted her and said that she was quitting Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then, like the messiness that Nene is, she went behind her and posted a picture with a caption that said, who said that? Oh, boy. Who said that? Who said that? That's funny. I'm glad that you said that because, you know, I'll be posting what's happening Wednesday that she mentioned that she'll be, you know, that she wanted to quit. But I didn't know that Nene responded. And then did... Go ahead with your story. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say that Wendy was like, you don't need to go because there's something that you need to tell. And I'm pretty sure that everyone's going to be in tears. Don't worry about those broads. Keep on doing you, girl, and collecting your coins. You need to tell your story. I'm like, what is that about? I saw that on US Weekly. I don't know. Um, I forgot who she had on the show um, who Wendy was talking to. I forgot his name. But he he immediately thought what the rest of us thought. Like, is it Greg? Because Greg, we thought Greg was good. And Wendy was like, no, Greg's cured. He doesn't have cancer anymore. So now we're all like, mm, so what else could be going on? Right. And at this point, I'm like, uh, let's see. Could it, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's related to her son. I Who knows? I, you never know. I just feel like they... Sometimes they just do. Right. Yeah. And then sources closer to Nini was like, yeah, she does this every year. So <laughs> right? it's not definitive. <laughs> We're whole not sure. Right. Like, really? Again? Like, you know, again? <laughs> this is what we doing? I mean, really? Listen, Bravo did a great job of trying to put Nini on punishment because we got zero clips of her most of this season. I think we saw Greg maybe once. Yeah. That was it. And then y'all waited till like episode three or four before y'all even showed a glimpse of her. It was like, yeah, y'all, listen. They they let her know, ma'am, don't try it. We don't <laughs> right. Did you watch the last episode? I did. I was so disappointed in Tanya. I was like, I was too. Girl. I was like, girl, I thought she was going to say that something was girl, in the bag. Listen, I, I wanted meds to be in there. Like, what you about to share? <laughs> what, what is this? What she got? She got crabs. Like, what, what are we looking at? Out. And she just pulled out a wig. I was just like, "That's exactly my reaction." <laughs> I was so like, like really, girl. I might have. We all knew that was a wig. We don't care about no damn wig. What you? What is this? What is that? No. I was like, you know what? If this is what is this what we doing? We'll take it, time. All right, Tanya, we'll take it. <laughs> I'm rooting for you, but I mean, if this is what you got, I mean, I, I do know somebody who's on a um board of directors with her, and from what I hear, she actually is very sweet, very intelligent um woman, and and really ingrained in the community out here. So it's kind of sad when you see someone oh, like Tanya. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. She um yeah she sits on the board of a couple of a few organizations actually one that she always talks about on her page too, um and I had a uh actually it was the one remember the guy I tried to hook you up with okay we're him yeah, <laughs> yes. he's on he was on that he's on that board with her so yeah he um yeah y'all I hang with some people who ain't know what they doing okay huh. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, they're on the board too. And I mean, he, they, 
I, I've always only heard great things about her. So it's, I don't know. It's interesting to watch this play out. And then it's like when she pulled out the wig, it was just like, oh, this is such a Canadian thing to do. They really just, <laughs> they don't have no evil bones. <laughs> None whatsoever. But I love where she's from, Toronto. I definitely Girl. Toronto. Oh, I love that place. I'm telling y'all, this place goes to hell. You know where I'm going. Yes. I Toronto. Just, y'all can take all this. Y'all can take these bills, these student loans. I'm out. I will be in Canada. Yeah, I will deal with it. I'll be over it, looking overlooking the city with the rest of them. I ain't got the time. I ain't even got the time. I mean, listen, Harry. What's his name? Um, is it Prince Harry? Mm-hmm. Is he the prince anymore? Mister Harry. <laughs> <laughs> he had a whole. He had a whole continent, and he was like, hmm, "We're gonna go up here." Yeah, up there. We're we're not. No, nah, we're not fooling with y'all. We're going up here, Canada. That's where it's at. They're nice people. We like them. Yeah. Okay, go right here. I mean, granted, they they also like funnel up into the queen too, so it makes sense. But yeah, yeah. But I I like them. I I'm ready to go back to Canada. I'm trying. Oh Canada! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <You're already crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we about to know the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, let's move on. Kim Kardashian West is a step closer to adding lawyer to her lengthy resume as she is finishing her first year as an apprentice. Over the week, over the weekend, um, she shared a sneak peek at her latest release with Oxygen for a documentary called Kim Kardashian West, The Justice Project. Um, the Justice Project is a two-hour documentary special, which airs April 5th. It focuses on the criminal reform crisis and highlights individuals who have been affected by the criminal justice system, including first-time offender Alice Johnson. Now, um, I have one small problem with this. In the preview and in the articles following this preview's release, there was yeah. no mention of the two Black women who were actually doing the work behind this. Right. Thing. Because then we we had a press release a while ago back in um, mm-hmm. season two, I believe, where we talked about how these women are saying, yeah, it's just her face, but we're doing all the work. So exactly. What is so, that about? I don't know. And I'm hoping that something comes out that clears it up because this is a little, this is a bit messy. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to. I I personally don't plan on watching until there's some clarity around that. And maybe I need to watch to find out, but I I will give her my time. You guys can let me know. Reclaiming my time. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, and that, I guess just a quick thing in there. So the um um what you call it? What? Uh, the impeachment trial started today. Right. I didn't, I didn't get to watch it though. Did you? Mm-mm. Yeah, I figured I'll catch up on it tonight. We'll see. Um. Yeah, that's that. And then finally, uh, the attorney for Aaron Hernandez says Netflix doc got it wrong. His client did not take his own life over his sexuality. The documentary Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez, implied that Hernandez may have committed suicide because of his struggle with his sexuality. His attorney, Jose Bays, says that this is not the case, that Hernandez took his own life largely because he was suffering from CTE, a progressive brain disease Hernandez had developed since his youth. Did you watch that documentary? I didn't see that one, but I did see another one that was on, I believe, either ID or um, one of those other channels that plays a lot of the documentaries about people in 
you know, forensic files types type stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't recall them saying in their documentary that it was an issue with his sexuality. It was mainly just focusing on the CTE factors. So now Netflix is saying, yeah, he's well, not gay. Netflix, but the people who did this particular documentary that was oh, okay. Yeah, right. Thank you for clearing that up. So the Netflix special that people are <laughs> saying this yes. that he's gay. Well, so or was gay again, y'all. Spoiler alert. So the problem I have with this is that throughout the the documentary kicks off, and early on they're interviewing a bunch of people in his life, and one of the main people they continue to interview nonstop is this man who. I swear to God, talks and looks like he's like 48, but he's our age, actually. I think he's only 32 or 31. He's actually younger than us. So he had a hard life then if he look old. Girl, listen, he, I don't know what's happening. But either way, so the guy is like, and hard life in a different sense of what you mean, because he looks like he's fine. He Life is good. But he's just, I don't know, just, you have to see it. But either way. supposed to be his lover? So that's the thing. You can't tell at the beginning, but then as the show goes on, he starts referencing like their sexuality and how they used to hook up and all this stuff. But this is occurring throughout the sh- throughout the documentary is on episode one, then it's an episode two, then it's an episode. Two. And then they even brought his dad along and his dad is talking about him coming out. Like they're talking about they're, they're talking about them. So the spotlight kind of shifts from Hernandez to this fool right here who we don't know. Okay. And I didn't I didn't like it because it was like when they first started talking about it, I said, Wait, are y'all really about to out this man from the grave? Like that's what y'all doing? <laughs> is that is that what we do nowadays? Like y'all y'all really had to come on here because basically he was putting himself out there. And it's like, for what reason would you have to do that when this man isn't even here? Like you really let's say any portion of that is true. You literally just outed somebody who isn't here to defend himself or say anything about it and didn't choose to be out there if it was true. Mm. But because you want your information out there, you are sharing these details. And then you got your daddy on here supporting you saying, you know, I didn't know how to feel, but I support my son. It's like, well, we don't get, we don't get two shits about your son. Why are you, why are y'all here? This is not about you. And then they had on multiple football players who are no longer in the league but had come out as gay, which is not a problem. But it was to me, it was kind of clear that the conversation they were using a lot of this to support the theory that he was gay, killed himself because he was gay. Which I my thing was, he's not here to tell us. Granted, you know he did these horrible things, but he's still not here to tell us. And so we're all making an assumption that that is the reason that he did this. And I don't really think that's fair. Well, that sounds like the Whitney Houston thing too. Oh, right. I did watch that. That was, whew, you're right. That was another mess. My God. Oh yeah. So, did we report on that? Like, what was that? Did we even report on that? We did talk about it a little bit about the, the lover situation, but no, I just I feel like. The guy, uh, what guy? Uh, her her daughter's boyfriend slash brother. Oh like, no 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 no! We didn't yeah. say anything about. Oh, forgot about him dying. I forgot about him too. Y'all, the whole clan is gone. Like, okay, so Whitney's gone. Her daughter's gone. The boyfriend slash brother is gone. And then the white boy who was selling them drugs is dead too. Did you know that? No, I didn't know he was dead too. Listen, so nobody could tell us what happened. That's crazy. It's sad. But go ahead and say what you were gonna say about Aaron. 
No, I was going to say that it seems like every time when someone of superstardom passes mm-hmm. away, then everybody's like, yeah, let me tell you what's going on. Girl, this, that, and the third. People love having the tea when you did. I don't know what it is, but it's like, well, y'all, y'all like to talk about folks when they gone. Granted, again, Aaron Hernandez did a horrible thing. I, I think, I truly believe he has CTE. I think I had a debate with someone today about that. Um, actually, not, I think I did. I had a debate with someone around it because she felt as though it was a cop-out. I don't think having CTE would make you want to kill anybody, but I do believe it doesn't put you in your right mind. And based on what I know about CTE, there's a lot of symptoms that you can definitely identify and can make probably a safe assumption that someone may have it based on some of their behavior. Mm-hmm. And because I'm around Travis and I'm around guys he used to play with and all these things. And I'm, and I always hear stories about people who we know who did go pro and the things that they, they've gone through like behind the scenes. I believe this mess, like, listen, these guys are not in their right mind. You can think all you want that it's a cop out. No, that, that does not excuse people from doing horrible things, but they are not in their right mind, unfortunately. And I don't think it's something that they can control there needs to be something that we have to be able to identify this thing much sooner yeah. because yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. Yeah. So an injury that causes mental illness. Right. Exactly. And you, and it's unfortunate because you see it progress further and further along. So, I mean, I, we have friends who listen, we have friends in the league. I, we've seen them gone through the various thing, you know, various stages of depression and having to deal with their mental state. And it's just, I, I believe it's real. These are people who, you know, at one point seemed completely fine. And now, you know, it's not the same. Right. So I believe in it. I think a lot of people who may not be connected to this, you know, to football or to sports in general may not 100% be aware. Or maybe they are and they just don't believe it. it is what it is. But I think this was a this would have been a great opportunity for them to shed a little bit more light into Aaron's background, which they did. Right. Like, it was, girl his mama is cutthroat she slept with she wait let me make sure i get the story right his cousin was married to this guy the guy left his left the cousin and went to aaron and like moved in and married his mama Mm -hmm. aaron's mama which messed and that she did that once aaron's dad died so let me make sure let me make sure i'm clear Aaron's dad passed away. His mom then had an affair with Aaron's cousin's husband. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And then went to the trial with said men by her side. And then at some point... So most Aaron, likely that's her niece's husband. Child, I was like, this is just... This is quite <laughs> This is quite a bit. Like they played a phone call where the mom is asking for money. Like there's just there's just a lot, and it's like man, uh, it's sad. But I will say his upbringing wasn't as bad as I thought it was in terms of his environment. Yeah. So I I was kind of shocked to hear that. I, you know, based on the things he did, I was just like, man, he must have just came from the gutter. You know what I mean? But no, that's not not quite not quite the case. Mm-hmm. Not quite the case at all. So it's unfortunate. But yeah. Um yeah, that was that. So I think that was still on Netflix. If y'all want to check that out. And let's see. 
I think that is the end of press release. Press release. Ooh, child. That was... I think I'm a little exhausted off of that one. Yeah, that was a very long how are you and press release. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, (laughs) now it's time to move into let's argue. Mm -hmm. All right. So, today's topic is what really defines a relationship. Mm -hmm. All right. So, I don't have too much on this one, but, you know, I, I... thought it might help to kind of expand on this topic a bit more um, based on my understanding of it. So there are a few defining moments in a relationship, you know, but before any of those, you have to actually like define your relationship. And oftentimes that's like a big conversation that are asked, you know, where you and your partner or the person you're talking to, where you're going, like, what do you want? All that great stuff. Right. And it's a significant conversation but not always easy to actually have. So I I went and did a little, I had my own thoughts on what this meant, right? Mm-hmm. On finding a relationship, what defines it. And I found an article on Madame um, Noir. Noir mm-hmm. And it was very interesting. It said, cheating is not a relationship rite of passage. And I'm just going to read like a quick blurb. It's just a couple of lines. So it says, uh, if I have to be cheated on in order to have a marriage worth bragging about, then it's probably time to accept that marriage is not for me. We tend to skate over the specifics when we talk about ups and downs of marriage and how they can make or break a relationship. But what we're really talking about is the acknowledgement that in order to enjoy the best in our partners, we often must first survive the worst of them. And for Black women, the reality often comes with or without the acknowledgement. Um, I made it about an episode and a half into the OWN Network's hit series, Black Love, before I recognized the common theme, infidelity. Mm. And I couldn't help but be offended by the forced correlation between the two concepts, love and infidelity. So the Arthur goes on to kind of explain like what she sees. And essentially, it comes down to people define their relationships by having, by what you've gone through. So you have to go through the worst, which comes you know in different forms of cheating lying all these horrible things that you normally wouldn't want to go through in order to get to the other side which should be the all peaches and cream bright skies and you know blue skies and sunshine and rainbows um and i thought that was interesting when i think about defining a relationship so before i give what i think what that means what do you think defines a relationship so the funny thing is is that again when we were figuring out what we were going to discuss i think it's interesting because i was watching an old episode of being mary jane yet again (laughs) and this one was in season two and this is when she beat sheldon so you know for everyone else long story short she's over his house because her alarm went off she was scared so she stayed the night with him and the next morning he asked her hey did you follow up with the alarm company and she says yeah i plan to and he's like okay And she's like, okay, so why did you ask? And he's like, well, because I'm worried about you. And then she says, are we in a relationship? And then he says, well, I have been behaving, have been behaving as if we were. So I was really confused because I was like, um, so you're saying, are you, what made you ask him if they're, if you're in a relationship is the fact that he showed care. Care. Yeah. And I was like, I don't agree with that because I care about my friends. So Mm -hmm. I was, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I don't, I don't I don't know. But my thought on it was I think when you start to define it or when it starts to seem like, oh yeah, this might be something that may blossom into something more serious is when you're spending a lot of time with them and not like just having sex with them because mm-hmm. that's a situation shit, not a relationship. But I'm saying like mm-hmm. spending <laughs> genuine time with them you know, getting to know them and, you know, doing all that stuff, being expressive. I think that that's one of the things that may be a turning point, but, you know, mm-hmm. not for a lot of people, but I feel like it's just a, a light switch where it's like, oh, okay, if we're doing this, then maybe this is something that could turn into something a bit more serious. Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think it's, it's weird when I thought about asking this question. And you see some of the things like which your example and then what I read with that article, it really had me thinking like, okay, well, do we necessarily have to define a relationship? Because I feel like if you say, you know, what defines a relationship, it means that you think it has one, like kind of one definition or one um, perspective on it. Right. Whereas I feel like a relationship is something that constantly evolves. So really it should be more so you putting together a, a, a number of different instances and situations and and goals together like those things are what truly define a relationship but unfortunately a lot of people don't see it that way I think a lot of us are kind of conditioned to think about relationships and be like well you know where is this going what do we want to be you know do we want to be exclusive do we want to be dad do you know do we want to be you know, friends with benefits for now, and then we figure it out. Like, we were already putting these guardrails in place. <laughs> God, listen. But I, I feel like it, because we do that, we put this notion in our mind that things have to be a certain way. And as a result, when something bad happens and it goes away from that picture that we're expecting or what we've kind of identified as the definition for a relationship, when it goes away from it, then suddenly we're going through things and it's not happy and there's all these things and then we got to work to get to the other side, which is what I believe brings on this whole thought about going through the bad to get to the good, that whole theory. So what she's basically, what the author is is making point of with this whole marriage, for example, being uh, like you have to get cheated on in order to have the marriage worth bragging about. And having a marriage that you can find as the perfect marriage. Mm, okay. I mean, like, I, I don't think that you necessarily always have to go through the bad first because I feel like. I agree. I, I think some of us do have this whole, I guess, fixated <laughs> um, string of scenarios that we expect. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when it comes to becomes a problem because now, you know, obviously all of that stuff is not going to happen. Not only right. with that, but then you also have the factor of, I've already been through this. I'm not doing it again. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, okay, now I'm forcing this to make sure that it's not going to go down the road that I went through with the last person, you know, in order for me to make sure I stay afloat or do it right as mm-hmm. we think it should be. But I don't, again, I don't think that it has to be negative in order for, to move forward i think we just have to figure it out and be vocal i think that's the problem people are not 
communicating initially throughout mm-hmm. and closer to the end, if it is going to be an end, because <laughs> with a no communication, then it's like, yeah, now you're still sitting there wondering. And I've been a, a victim of that. I mean, if you heard my stories mm-hmm. outside of these conversations that we've been having on this podcast, but me just telling you, you know, well, I don't want to say anything because this, that, and the third, like I've already had my excuse as to why I didn't say anything, but I've learned that that's the problem. Like, you know, if you're not saying anything, how are you going to move in the direction that you want to move in or being afraid of what that person is going to say or um, being afraid of that person rejecting you? Like you, you can't do that. So how is someone supposed to know? I guess your answer is just they, they talk or ask, like, should they have that big conversation? Well, I feel like, again, so with with my thoughts on the turning point, as I had mentioned before, you know, spending time expressing your true self with that person, like your deepest thoughts, your feelings, your past, um, even growing pains, like as you grow up, like for that person to learn, you know, how you think this is why you operated the way that you do. If you're express- doing those types of things, and even if you're meeting like close friends and things like that, then it's like, okay maybe we're moving in a direction that will become serious. Let's talk about it. Okay. Is this something that we are trying to accomplish? Because if it's not, then we don't need to do it because then that's when feelings get involved. And then, you know, if you're not really trying to do anything with that person, then you shouldn't do any of the above. You should just keep it surface. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think, um, it's weird because I I agree with you, but I feel like it's almost it kind of contradicts my my beliefs as well because I feel like by doing so you're also you're also setting ex you're setting a level of expectation for the relationship, which is exactly how I feel you should do. But then at the same time, I wonder does that all already set the relationship up to potentially fail? Oh, if you're talking about this is, you know, how how are you failing if both of you guys were on the same page? Like, That's it's true. going to fail if the person is like, nah, I ain't with it. Then it's like, all right, well, let's cut it. True, true. So I guess you have to have a level of maturity, too, that also have this, this situation, which is, that's the problem at hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. I saw a couple of things about this online and um, there was one article from Bustle where it goes into seven tips for defining the relationship. Okay. So kind of along the same lines. Did you find the same one? No, I, I I decided to go freestyle. I didn't look up anything this time. I just had it just in case, but because you made, you actually spoke to this and what you said. So I just figured I'll write, I'll just read out what they put, but mm-hmm. they said, make sure you're not doing it out of frustration. Um, basically just trying to have the conversation because you're frustrated and you want to know what's happening. Mm-hmm. But then they say, you know, you have to get vulnerable. So I think to your point, yeah, being honest in how you feel and just allowing that person to to know you and kind of get an understanding for who you are as a person. Um, make sure your communication is on point again to what you said and that it should be already kind of obvious. Um, what I definitely believe, because I feel like you should already be on the same page by then anyways. If you, but you, if, you'd be surprised. 
Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm actually not even surprised. It, some of these things should be kind of obvious. You should know when it's time to have that conversation. But again, that's why I think it comes to also like a level of maturity and self-awareness because it seems like it's always one-sided. Like one person in the um, situationship is seeing things progressing a certain way or sees the opportunity while the other person just doesn't seem to be on the same page. I don't know. Not even, you know what? I can't even say at all times it's stagnant. I mean, at all times it's progressing. Sometimes it's stagnant and someone's like, okay, like, what's up? But then in that case, I guess that could be to the kind of obvious portion. So if it's kind of stagnant, is it even worth trying to figure out what's happening if it's not? Well, you spent time with the person. I, I look Like I said repeatedly, mm-hmm. in ghost and not to ghost, I need to know what's up. Like, where yeah. do you stand? Because if, you know, so I can be clear on what's going on. So mm. if you standing over here and I'm standing over there and if I my emotions are there and you tell me that you're going one way and I'm going another, then I need to just cut that and be done. Versus mm. if we're walking in the same direction. OK, well, let's try to figure out where this goes and, you know, make it grow. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a valid point. I will say, um, so the article does say, don't start with, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you feel that one? I felt it. I was like, well, um, I've minute. never really said we need to talk. I usually use a scenario and then ask. Oh, wait, give me, some, give me an example of this one, because that's interesting. Yeah, so if I notice a pattern, or lack thereof, like a you know how I am like this. Mm-hmm. They was doing this before and now it's like this mm-hmm. <laughs> Me being my analytical self. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, if I notice that you used to text all the time, call all the time, always wanted to ask to go out, do all that stuff. And now it's dwindling. Mm-hmm. Or if I've um, said something to you before, like, Oh, you know, let's hang out. And then, you never take the the time to even try to hang out or do anything. So I'll say, okay, so, you know, what's going on? Like, I've noticed that, you know, you stopped calling or I noticed that I've mentioned before that like, let's hang out and you never said anything. So is something wrong or I like, I'll, I'll play it to where I'm using an example. Ah, uh, okay. So that okay. I can understand like okay so why why the switch up like what's going on okay so in other words that that opens up the opportunity for you to be open about what you want and to try to make a conversation yes okay which is also number six and seven of the book. <laughs> so that's exactly what i meant i mean you pretty much you did really good in explaining it because it was literally what was on this list. That's why I was like, yeah, let me just go ahead and read this off. <laughs> okay. I mean, it, it just made sense. I mean, so, I yeah. go through this every day. That's why I have messy tails. <laughs> this so- is why I've had, how many messy tails did I provide? I provided like 20 oh, messy God. tails. Oh, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. I'm yeah. like, you know what? Lisa's about to be like, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> and be like, and just be a, a pure savage. And be like, fuck all y'all. What's that song called? Fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. You know what I'm talking uh, about? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's called, it's called, um, 
FND. Fuck that nigga. And it was actually on the Insecure soundtrack, the first season. Oh, really? It yeah. Didn't have that soundtrack. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. Hmm. Fuck that nigga. I was actually um, working out to it today. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to add that to the uh, <laughs> that little bottle playlist. <laughs> That's what we need to do. That need to be the warm up. Yeah. That's what that need. That need to be the warm up. That would be a nice warm up song. That's really all she was missing. The warm up. She got the she got the ex, like the workout and then she got the cool down. She just needed the warm up one, mm-hmm. and we would have been straight. Yeah, but I think um I hope that y'all found some some good uh jewels out of this. I know it was a quick discussion, but I feel like we kind of touched on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll end it there, y'all. That's the end of Let's Argue. Mm-hmm. All right, so now it's time for our listener question. Our asking argue. And this one reads, hey, y'all, so I have this situation that I'm involved in and I don't know how to get out of it. I am sleeping with my best friend, but she is my homie's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Before you judge me, here is how it started. Her and I were best friends for a long time, since high school, but we never took it any further than that. We knew each other from sports and that is how we became close. Both of us went away to college and we kept in touch, but still nothing there. I moved back to Florida after school, but she stayed in Houston, where she went to school for five years after, well, for five years after she graduated. Hold on, wait. I moved back to Florida after school, but she stayed in Houston um, for five years after she graduated. She moved back about five years ago, and we started hanging out again. After two years, after two years ago, we went on a group outing to a bowling alley, and she met my homie there, and the rest is history with that. But about six months ago, She was at my crib because I had a kickback. She stayed after to help me clean up, but we both were drunk, so we didn't do too much cleaning. One thing led to another, and we slept together. We have been sleeping together ever since. She is in a two-year relationship with my homie, and he started talking to me about her like she is the one. Should I tell her that we need to stop or, oh, okay, or tell my homie that I want to be with her because I think I'm in love with her? Oh, okay. I All think right. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I um okay. This is this is, this is a bit much. How um, do y'all find yourself in these situations? Listen, but I, I know what because the part I don't get is like, how can you with your 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 friend's girl? Well, he knew her first, so he's probably like, whatever. Like I know her more. So, but you know what? I know some guys who really didn't even care. So I, yeah, I, from experience, so I've seen. Regardless of, because it seems to me like he knew the homegirl more than he knew the dude. I yeah, it seems like it to me. So they must, they must be closer. So I don't know if he feels like his loyalty is more to her than it is to him, to where he doesn't care whether or not that's his girlfriend or not. I mean, that's still my best friend. So. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. don't know. That's what it seems like to me. But this is messy. But at the end of the day, it seems like how do you, what what makes you think that you're in love with her? Because were you in love with her before you slept with her? And was it good enough to where now you think you didn't got snatched by the trap? And now mm-hmm. you're like, hey, you know, maybe <laughs> this should be something else. Like I I don't know if this is truly love or if it's infatuation. But like he never said anything before that that said, oh, I've always felt this way about her and this just so happened to happen 
six months ago, but now she's with my friend. Like, because you didn't mention that they were best friends since high school, so maybe it's just been one of those um, secret love, love, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's one of those situations because. I mean, if you knew her for that long, you know, she went away and she came back. Similar to the last story. I don't know what it is about y'all moving when you come <laughs> back. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, y'all aren't finding anything in the meantime with these distance, these, uh, this distance. Y'all got to figure it out. But it sounds like maybe that sparked up something. I don't know. But they, um, I don't know. Because they weren't together before. Like, they were just friends. They yeah. went to school. She moved back to Florida. But you know how it is. Like when you leave from high school and go off to college and then people who you haven't seen in a while are suddenly like, oh, you know, glow up. This is different. I think I like her. You know what I mean? And then you come back and they all suddenly, they all on you. And it's like, all right, it's the Mike Jones effect. I don't know what it is. But back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all want me. (laughs) Right. Like I feel like that's what it is. So maybe I don't know. Uh reader, I'm not going to, you know, question whether your feelings for this person is true, but I will say that you are hundred percent in the wrong. Um one, I would tell, yeah, y'all need to stop. Y'all need to stop and y'all gotta kind of figure this out. You need to figure out, she needs to figure out whether or not this relationship that she actually has, uh if it's worth sticking out or if she feels the same way about you to the point where she's going to let this guy go and try to be with you, but be fully prepared to lose out on whatever friendship you got with your homeboy. Yeah. I wonder, I want to know her side of the story because I wonder if she really wants to be with him, but didn't think it was going to do anything because they've been friends for so long. She didn't want to mess it up because my thing is this, you really want to stay and be like, yeah, I'm gonna help you clean up. You know how women be, I'm gonna help you clean up. And then you didn't hop on his dick and out on that broom. Like it seemed to me that she's been plotting this for a while. And then she finally had her opportunity, but now this is like bad timing because she's in a relationship. So, I mean, but she been with this dude for two, for two years now. So that if you two years, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, yeah, she could have been plotting. She could have been, I don't know. She possibly, I would be interested to hear her thoughts on this though. I would. Like, you need to tell your friend to write in. Okay. Yeah. Tell, <laughs> tell her, let us know. Cause I don't know what I can tell you. Like this is y'all, y'all really get me stuck on some of this advice. I really want to try, but then it's like, y'all come on. <laughs> like, you know what you got to do. You, you said, should I tell her that we need to stop or tell my homie that I want to be with her because I think I'm in love with her. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if you're able to leave whatever vehicle you're in when you're having this conversation. Oh, Lord. I really... Because if it was me... Listen. Ain't, ain't, ain't no talking. Ain't no talking. <laughs> and I would imagine, like, if you... I don't know who you hang around, but if your boy is, you know, he if he ain't soft and he about that life, I, you might want to be about that life. Yeah, because y'all Florida people. I understand how y'all... That, I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> you might want to be real careful on how you had this conversation. I don't know. Think twice. You might want to go ahead and just help her figure out an out. You need to have a conversation with her first, though. You don't go. Don't go to to the guy. Don't do that. That's that's just messy in itself. Yeah, that's real messy. Don't don't do that. She needs so, to say something. Yeah, it, that's on her. Well, both of them need to say something, but she needs to say something first. Yeah, these are those days where y'all should have the, the show cheaters back out because that would have <laughs> been a better way for everything to come on out. 
I would have enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. I saw was... that on the tape. <laughs> <laughs> but she just was great. Oh God. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope you uh hope you find a solution to this one. But tell homegirl to hit us up. Yeah, I would love to hear her side. Yeah. But for everyone else, join the argument, submit your topics on our Instagram page at let's argue underscore the podcast and post your topic in the comment section or you can go in down in the DMs to keep your question and your topic. And now that is. All right, guys. So it's time for the story of the week and mm-hmm. it is a messy tale. It is not my tale, child. Um, this one is called Mr. Need a Ride. Okay. Again. This is somebody else's story. Thank you for writing in. And I read it. And I think it's a great one, by the way. Um, so funny. But anyway, <laughs> so here we go. So Mr. Need a Ride, I vowed that I would never use a dating app. But in today's um, but in today's day and age, I feel like that's the only way to find a half decent nigga. Excuse my language. Okay. So after swearing that I never mm-hmm. do the dating app thing. I decided to give it a try one day out of boredom. I figured, why not? Can't hurt. And if all else fails, I'll delete the app. So anyway, one day I'm on this app and I see this cutie, light-skinned, poppy chulo type. Poppy chulo. Uh, no, I'm good. That's not my type either. Mm-hmm. 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 I guess for some people. They got to be a little burnt for me. I, I'll take care. <laughs> a little chocolate. But anyway. I'm usually not attracted to Hispanic men, but this one caught my eye. Being in a I don't give a fuck mood, I shoot my shot, expecting him to come with some fuckery, and I have enough fun before I get bored and cut him off. You know, childish, but who cares? So I sent him a message, and to my surprise, Poppy Chulo actually responded respectively. We had a nice chat back and forth before I decided to give him my number. I had to hear his voice and make sure it matched the profile pic. Well, voice was nice and deep. It sounded really smart, but like a man who knew what he wanted. He told me he was an aspiring rapper. (laughs) Strike one. We've all been there. (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) He said that he had a few hustles, but mostly did music consulting, quote unquote. The fuck is that? Music consulting. Exactly. I'll be honest. I didn't know what the fuck that meant, but I accepted it. So after talking a couple days and staring pics, no nudes though, he finally suggested that um, we go out. Notice I said suggest and not ask, but let's move on. Even though I had strike one against him because I refused to deal with aspiring 30 plus year old rappers or producers, Poppy Chula was fine enough that I was willing to see where this might lead. Okay, so date night. He offered to pick me up, but I didn't know him, so I had him meet me at a Starbucks. Then we would go out on a date because can't trust anybody. Yep, just like mm-hmm. that scammer from uh, <laughs> episode one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we got to be careful. Exactly. <laughs> we decided to hit it. Um, hit up this spot near South Beach, which wasn't which wasn't that close, but to me it was a good sign that he doesn't mind driving a bit further for a good date. So I'm in the Starbucks. He walks in looking fine as hell, child. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the tallest, but he was maybe like five ten, five eleven. At this point, I'm a little excited. I say hello, and he compliments me nonstop on how nice I look, almost like he was surprised. What? Okay. And then he, he must have been a <laughs> <Ugg mug. Child. laughs> or a catfish, something. 
Right. So, so then he starts rushing, clearly anxious to get to the car. This is giving me kidnap vibes. So I text my homegirl and turn on my location just in case. We walk out of the Starbucks and I'm looking around because based on how he was dressed, I'm thinking I'm about to see a Benz or something. Instead, he walks me over to a broke down Passat. Not a Passat. <laughs> With a lift sticker. That's his hustle. Okay. <laughs> I All right. didn't even know. Okay. They still made Passats. I Do they? <laughs> Child. I, hesita- I hesitate, but um, my own damn car is on its last leg, so I'm not going to judge. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> he opens the door for me, and I think, man, he's a gentleman. The entire first half of the ride, he's super sweet. We have a good conversation, and I'm getting anxious and hungry. But then we get off 95. Well, before, well before the South Beach exit, I lose a little bit. Excuse me, I lose it a little bit. But he tells me he has to make a quick stop to take out some money. Um, okay. okay. So we drive a bit more. Then he pulls out his phone from the side of him. Come to find out this nigga was picking up a lift rider. <laughs> I lose it. I tell him, take me Wait. home. <laughs> How? <laughs> How? <laughs> Just, I don't understand. Child. She said, I lose it. I tell him to take me home, but he calms me down and says he, he left the app open on his phone and didn't want a negative rating for canceling the ride. At this point, <laughs> we're a good 20 minutes away from where we met up. So I figured, whatever, we'll take the ride. But then I'm going back to Starbucks. We get the ride. And as we leave, his his phone pings. And I noticed something popping up. It's another address for a rider. This nigga is doing a lift pool. <laughs> So <laughs> now I'm sitting here fuming, but the guy we had picked up in the back seat, um, I didn't want to cause a scene. We pick up the second person and then Poppy Chulo starts having conversations with both of them like my ass ain't even here. <laughs> Finally, he drops them off and says he he's ready to eat. My stomach is on E, but I refuse to let this nigga take me out anywhere then back to the Starbucks after this mess. He apologizes and we head back to the Starbucks to drop me off. But get this, as I get ready to get out of his car, he passes me a flash drive with an IG name written on it. You Make sure I listen to his mixtape. At this point, I'm trying to run out of here, but I can't because the door wouldn't open. Come to find (laughs) out it was broken. That's why he had to open it up in the first place. (laughs) Child. First of all, somebody reported him the lift. Because I could have sworn they had a limit on some of these vehicles. Ain't no way. What you mean? Like the, the age think, of the car? Yeah, like the quality. I don't know. Well, I will say Lyft has been the only one where some of these, these cars have been a, quick, a bit questionable. But then I don't know what this was. So it could have been before they got like better standards. But mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. So I'll be not no good. This is why I drive my own car. Because... That's ridiculous. Not the mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> and the Uber pool. This was this was bad. This was bad. Yeah. I don't know if it talks to scammer, but it was bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Not bad was. meaning bad, but bad meaning good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> but um, but yeah, so that's the end of story time, y'all. But I'm sure that everyone else has stories to tell. Make sure you join the argument. Send them letters, please. Submit mm-hmm. your messy tale, what the fuck, or your fairy tale. Oh, <laughs> send your stories to tl.letsarguepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can make it easier by clicking the link on your Instagram page at let's argue underscore the podcast. So guys, like for real. Now, I know some of y'all are booed up, wifed up, you know, got a husband and all this. But I know y'all got messy tales before y'all got your fairy tale. So mm-hmm. send them letters in, please. Send them yeah. in. Send them in. Send them I in. think I want to do an um, episode where we just read off like the listener letters one time. Because that... I'm curious to see what else everybody going through. Yes, I am too. Because there's no way that I'm the only person that got 20 messy tales. I need to know that everybody else is going through the same pain. <laughs> yeah. well, not, well, not the messy tales, but the um, the uh, ask and argue. Oh, yeah. Where we just do our ask and argue. Because some, que- some of these questions, these things y'all going through, I, I'm, I, I just, I don't understand. Yeah, so what, what, what would we do? Like four that one will probably take up the whole episode because I'm pretty sure we will have stuff to say about each one of them. That's true. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. We might do that. Something to think about. But yeah, but we do need the stories though, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Send us some more stories. Um, but for now, that wraps up the show. Thanks for tuning in. And if you love this episode, please leave us a review. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash let's argue. And follow the simple instructions. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Go to at let's argue underscore the podcast for a preview of the next episode. And don't forget to submit everything, them questions, topics, and stories, please. Yeah, y'all. So that is that. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs> I ain't never heard of no ish like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs>